Hello, folks. Welcome to the IoT Time podcast. I am Ken Briota, Editorial Director for IoT Evolution. And here on IoT Time, I try to talk about all the things that I think are interesting, innovative, and hopefully important in the Internet of Things. We're going to get to our episode in just a moment. As per usual, I first have a bit of a commercial for you because coming up in just a few months is the IoT Evolution Expo 2021, subtitle, It's Time to Grow. However, you may have heard, or maybe this is your first time hearing, we love you and we want you to be safe and we love ourselves even more and we want us to be safe. So we're moving to June. So you are going to be able to join us live and in person in June of 2021. The event will be bigger, badder and better than ever. And we are really excited about it. I think that uh, I think that the Miami Convention Center is going to be awesome in June for IoT Evolution Expo 2021. It's time to grow. You can find all those details, the release, the new dates, everything at IoTEvolutionExpo.com. I will also link all of that in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. The nice thing about that is you have a little extra time to plan, a little extra time to budget, and you still now can register to get the early, early bird rates. So you can get yourself in for that conference pass at the best possible price. You can find all those details at iotevolutionexpo.com. That link is in the show notes, and I hope you'll join us. We're really excited about this change. I hope you are too. But that's enough for now. If you have specific questions for me, shoot me an email. It's in the show notes. My guest today is from from M-Hub, a manufacturing innovation lab in Chicago. We're going to be talking about uh, startups, and we're going to be talking about all the cool things that happen at the very beginning of IoT. Haven Allen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today, Ken. Uh, the pleasure is entirely mine. In case folks aren't familiar with you, Haven, or with what you've been working on out at M-Hub uh, in what I can only assume is still on broil in Chicago, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what your what your deal is? What's going on? Yeah, no, I, I, it's exciting. Um, just a few weeks ago, we announced the closing of the M-Hub Product Impact Fund, uh, which will uh, really help swell and solve that funding gap that persists for hard tech and IoT related companies. So that's awesome. we, uh, raising $15 million uh, to support over 60 companies in the next three and a half years. Um, and yeah, Internet of Things will be woven through all 60 investments over the next three years. So we're, we're thrilled awesome. about that. And, you know, that 15 to one sort of funding gap that's out there, we're going out to attack it to make sure that the best and brightest uh, across the U.S. have access to capital, networks, and industry to really accelerate their growth. That's spectacular. I think that uh, everyone has been seeing, that's watching anyway, that the IoT has really become critical technology in in this sort of COVID pandemic time that uh, that we've been living in here for the last, it seems like, a decade. So the growth there, uh, not to plug IoT Evolution Expo 2021 so soon, but I will, the potential for that growth is really huge and exciting. Huge. So I'm interested in what you're looking for as you're looking for companies to fund and and where you see the most potential for that growth to be? Yeah, I mean, uh, for this first cohort of eight to 10 teams, uh, we're really focused in the industrial internet of things space. Mm -hmm. So we're talking everything from machine to machine communication, automation and machine learning to robotics to, to smart tools. And um, this is a hot area right now. You know, there's a lot of investment going on uh, to, to increase the productivity of U.S. manufacturing. Yeah. Um, and uh, we want to match the best and brightest teams with where those opportunities are. And, you know, we're working with groups like Abnet and Panduit that are defining uh, where they see demand, where they would be customers or potentially acquirers of these teams at the uh, in the future. And, mm -hmm. 
you know, the, the sky's a limit about what we can really attack. That's awesome. The IIoT is sort of uniquely positioned to do well right now. If people in the IIoT and the larger industry had been executing some of this automation stuff at a greater scale before COVID, we would have had much fewer impact economically, I think, because there'd be more automation in the uh, mining facilities. There'd be more automation in manufacturing. There'd certainly be more in the supply chain. And so now it looks like, to some extent, these companies are starting to execute against those that automation process to a greater degree. But also there's a huge opportunity for companies that are enablers of that automation and the the data science that has to lie underneath it to really grow and really be successful, right? Absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, we really feel like uh, this is a unique moment in history right now uh, with, you know, the, the price of parts, components, capacitors, uh, at battery storage, batteries uh, being commoditized with sort of the advent of the phone and the ac- uh, acceleration of that since 2007 to uh, having just the ability to communicate at the speed that 3G, 4G and 5G enable and then mm-hmm. cloud computing. It, it, it basically makes almost unlimited possibilities for creating edge devices and new opportunities to uh, have unique data sets that really can provide that that real insight that you need in machine learning and uh, artificial intelligence. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's all these things just sort of converging and, and now's the time and, and industry is ready. Yeah, I think so. I think the IIoT is where that will begin. Uh, you know, the, the, the smart home market's been sluggish for years now, I think. I, I think the, it hasn't shown any noticeable growth since like 2012 or something like that. The The smart city world seemed to spike and then it got really decentralized. And so now there's some test cases and there's not a lot going on there. Uh, the other segments of the IoT, I think, have been sort of plateauing for a little while. If the industrial IoT can lead right now, I think that's going to sort of inject some life into the rest of the industry in a way that's really necessary. You know, IoT has, uh, I should warn you, my listeners know this, I am a wild-eyed optimist about about technology and about the IoT specifically in terms of societal change and improvement. And I think that the IoT is uniquely suited to with automation and with uh, energy efficiency and, and efficiency of motion and, and advanced analytics and executions against that stuff and predictability really has the potential to improve the lives of the mass of human beings uh, in, in a really important way. And that the beginning of that has to come from the industrial space because that's all the underlying infrastructure. At the very least, I'd like to see the rest of the world doing it since apparently the U.S. doesn't know how to invest in infrastructure. But that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I'll complain about that somewhere else. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it's interesting. I mean, industry, at least for MHUB, has been what has taken the lead. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we opened our doors in March of 2017. I uh, had about 12 startups at that day. Today, there's over 270 operating out of the space. Wow. Um, but it wasn't government saying we needed to create a space for hard tech and physical product innovation. It was industry saying we need a lower cost and barriers so more people can engage in innovation and in the commercialization of new technology. And it was groups like Molex and Underwriters Laboratory and General Electric, um, Chamberlain that provided that sort of initial seed capital for us to build. And 
and we have you know grown tremendously with the 270 companies active today over three years we've had 350 that we've either helped prototype design for manufacturing connect them with supply chain or we helped connect them with mentors investors or taught them how to be entrepreneurs uh, like how to actually build a business um, we've had a lot of success i mean our companies have raised over $150 million in venture capital. They've generated over $100 million in revenue. Uh, they've launched over 900 products and have hold about 400 patents. Um, and then, you know, the other thing, we wanna grow the US economy. We also created over 1300 jobs. And mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing that what we've done so far, now we're infusing that access to capital, which is what we saw as the missing piece. And it's the missing piece throughout the United States. Uh, for the hard tech company, and um, you know, we're 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 excited about the possibilities there. I obviously you've got you, what did you say more than three hundred startups that you've that you've worked with over the life here, right? Uh, um, do you have any sort of standout stars that you that you like to brag about? You want to shout out to here? I mean, we can't go through all three hundred, but if you got two or three that you wanna that that you want to give some love to, yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, I'll I'll try to give you different perspectives. So. You know, there's a company called Guard Hat. They're in the industrial IoT space, specifically um, in the, the industrial wearable space. Uh, they make hard hats and all sorts of things that provide opportunities to capture data from the worker, the employee, to provide safety, to provide instruction, access. Um, they, uh, what was it, back in December, raised a uh, $20 million Series A round. Uh, huge in with like groups like uh, Caterpillar. So looking at the construction site and the work mm -hmm. site and how you, you create data around there and keep people safe. We have a group called Amber Ag. Um, they've created a, a basic IoT device that gets thrown in grain silos. Yeah. Huge, this is hugely important for farmers that are wanting to, you know, they need to bring down the moisture of the grain when they're storing it. Uh, and make sure that there's no mold, no mildew that creates and, and destroys the grain. But then as you're ready to bring it back to market, you want to increase the, the moisture in there so you have a nice, thick, heavy yield. Yeah. Um, they are deploying. That's a, a company that came out of the University of Illinois. Um, and then another one, um, New Current. Uh, they're in the inductive charging space. Uh, originally, technology and the team developed out of Northwestern University. It was a, a project where they were looking at how they could charge pacemakers wirelessly. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, very cool. And by the, with the technology they developed, they, had, they created the, the most energy efficient um, wireless charging antenna. So, you know, charging your cell phone, your computer, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they have the IP around that. They wow. came into M-Hub and now have expanded into charging nearly everything. I mean, it's uh, from computer cell phones to charging stations and uh, looking at ways you can create charging fields so you don't even need to put something down on a pad, but you just have nice. to be in that field to charge it. I mean, those are three fast-growing companies, and there, there's you know a few dozen more that we could talk about. That's cool. Hey, can we get the the guard hat guys to get uh, working with some of the sports teams? I, I think we need yeah. a little more data on their helmets, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a different discussion too, but it's an important yeah. one, I think. Absolutely. Uh, um, so uh, here on IoT time, we, and by we, I mean I, uh, am obsessed with story and and what the, the story of different segments of the IoT is. And I think that the the startup 
part of the IoT doesn't get to tell its story very much. A lot of times it's the the giant enterprise players. We hear about what Cisco's doing. I mean, I report on it. <laughs> we hear about uh, SaaS and we hear about uh, uh, GE and all, all the other gigantic players. And yeah. sometimes we get to hear about the sort of middle level folks who are the nuts and bolts, the suppliers, the, the true like B2B guys. But very rarely do we get to talk about the, the story of a startup in the IoT. Um, and when we do, it gets equated with like the tech startup, the right. the thing that everybody just sort of uh, poo-poos a little bit because they we talk about the connected toilet seat as a joke. But like, <laughs> so I want to try to shift that story and and talk about what the actual story of a startup in the IoT is because the I think that there's a lot of value there. I, I don't think yeah. it's wise of the industry to ever look for a be all end all supplier, company, partner, whatever. No one company can or should try to do everything that the IoT needs. So the startup world being more nimble, being more focused is probably right. a really critical part of the infrastructure. So I wanna hear more about that. So, so to you and to all the folks that you've been working with and helping, what is the story of a, a startup in the IoT? What, where does that story go? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, specifically in the industrial IoT, there, there is always mapping back to industry, right? And you're looking at where there's problems and connecting with them. And, you know, where we see industry sort of moving, uh, historically, there was a lot of organic innovation, right? They have huge R&D teams. They would develop all the tech. They'd be super secretive. And then it would come out to the market, you know, three, five years from now. Um, we are seeing a pivot um, where there's a lot more emphasis on co-creation and acquisition strategies, which is where the startups are playing, right? And mm -hmm. um, they're creating opportunities, um, but it, it, it's a long road. Uh, an industrial IoT company, um, you know, not only do you have to really understand what your customer need is, develop that prototype, you have to get those pilot opportunities uh, with small, medium-sized manufacturers so that you can iterate and refine your product. Then you're designing for manufacturing and connecting with the supply chain. All while you have to learn how to build a business and protect your IP and yeah. uh, understand your financial models. And then- You're and fairly then, busy. You're fairly busy, <laughs> yeah. And um, you know there is some capital intensity there um, versus a soft tech company where all the capital intensity is in the employees. Here, it's a, it's a sort of mixture of employees, inventory, manufacturing. Uh, you know, that with M-Hub, we've always looked at what we saw are those huge barriers of entry and try to figure out how we can remove some of those. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have access to about $6 million worth of prototyping and manufacturing equipment. So no longer do you have to invest in that equipment to be able to prototype. Uh, with 270 companies, there's over 600 engineers that you can tap into um, and you can do so in a variable sense. So you don't have to have all sort of that fixed cost. Yeah. Um, with MHub, we were built by industry. So we have the big partners that are looking for those pilots and those next wave of technologies. But we have a whole wave of small manufacturers that are there to do your manufacturing and also uh, many of them are investors in our fund and yeah. uh, are, are looking for that next great technology as well. And then you, you throw on the investment piece. Um, you know, there's a real community coming together here in Chicago. Um, you know, we've understood, uh, you know, Chicago, third largest uh, economy in the world. We are second largest manufacturing um, economy. We're the most diversified. So if you're in the industrial IoT space, 
this is where you want to be. There are nine distinct manufacturing industries that you can go sell your product to. Mm -hmm. um, and you can test out and you can really find your niche and where you can create value. Um, there's nowhere else in the U.S. that you can do that. I mean, there's Detroit, you have auto, right? You, uh, yeah. you go to uh, Boston, you have biopharma, robotics. But um, we have nine distinct industries um, all sort of buying in and behind us um, and, and ready to support these teams that come here. Uh, and all of that leads to what I think is the not talked about enough secret to success for the IoT, which is the partnership economy. I think if you're not as as a business owner, no matter what size, but as a strategy side person or especially as a startup, I think that if you're not looking for the strategic partnerships that are going to let you create uh, solutions in in practice for end users, you're missing the boat. I, 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 and so it sounds like that a lot of the, the success and the power of what you've been doing at, at MHUB is in facilitating those partnerships. It's partnership and community all the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, God, I wish we could keep talking about this forever, but unfortunately we're running low on time. Where can folks find out more about you and about MHUB Haven? You can go to our website, mhubchicago.com. Feel free to reach out to me directly if you have any specific questions about MHUB or this accelerator. Um, and I, I just want to leave one note. You know, we're looking for those companies that can can be 250 to a billion dollar companies over the next three years. And you have a whole community, a whole uh, uh, you know ridiculous amount of access to resources. Uh, and we're here to support you. So if you're one of those companies that want to accelerate your growth, uh, we want to know about you right now. Awesome. Do you work just with Chicago companies or anywhere? Uh, we're looking for U.S.-based companies. Um, so anywhere. I mean, uh, yeah. anywhere across the U.S. You will have to come to MHUB for a certain period of time yeah. uh, to, to develop your, your products, access the resources. Uh, but you, we want you to grow anywhere in the United States, and we're going to connect you with the resources that you need to do so. That's spectacular. And uh, you'll be able to find all that information and, and links and stuff in the show notes, folks. I think you know that you can find me on Twitter uh, at Ken Briotta or at IoT Evolution. Please visit iotevolutionworld.com for all the fits it's news to print in the IoT. Uh, make sure you check out iotevolutionexpo.com. Get yourself registered now under those early, early, early bird rates. And of course, to uh, take a look at all the updates as the show is moving and changing and uh, as the agenda is developing and our speaking faculty is growing. He he looks askance at Haven and uh, doesn't twist his arm publicly, but will privately. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you have, and any other episodes of our five seasons of IoT Time, please rate, review, like, subscribe, do all the things that you do with your favorite podcasts. And if you want to join the IoT Time family, Again, send me an email. We've got a lot of sponsorship packages available for you to review and check out. And if you want to get your messaging directly to the wonderful IoT Time audience, uh, that is the best way to do it. So I hope that uh, I'll hear from some of you folks on uh, sponsoring and joining us at IoT Time. Uh, Haven, thank you so much for being my guest. This has been an amazing conversation, and I wish we'd been able to do it longer. <laughs> thank you very much, Ken. Hopefully we can continue it in the future. I look forward to it. But unfortunately, folks out there, that is all the IoT time we have for now. I hope you'll join us next time. Take care of each other. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear a mask, and hopefully we'll see you in June. Thanks a lot, folks. Have a great day. <laughs>